It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Got a pretty, pretty big show. A uh, little bit abbreviated. They got the Field of Dreams game tonight, which the Reds are playing in. They play the Chicago Cubs at 7:15. The Reds on the radio uh, will have the it on the air at 6:45, and we'll be with you up until then. We'll talk about that Field of Dreams game. Uh, talk a little bit about last year's, which uh, was certainly an incredible game. And then we'll talk about baseball movies, I think, as well. And I'm not alone. And we've got Cedric Granger over my shoulder. Seti, how are you doing? Well, Carl, I'm glad to be back for the second time this week. This is one of those really exciting sports days where you get football coming back with the preseason, got some great baseball action going on. And, of course, a team that we care about in the Reds being in the Field of Dreams game. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Oh, no, it does not. Uh, looking ahead to the Field of Dreams game. It's at 7.15 in Dyersville, Iowa, which is about, I, I think, and I'm just going to estimate this, about 20, 30 miles west of Duquesne, Iowa, if you know where that is. Duquesne's right about where the uh, Illinois, uh, we're right about where the Illinois-Wisconsin border is, right across the river from uh, Iowa. It's right about there, uh, straight line. That's where it is, obviously, where the, the movie The Field of Dreams was filmed, and uh I, I'm going to be full disclosure. I watched that for the first time in my life three hours ago. Never watched it before. Carl, what was your reaction to your first viewing? It was, it was, a, it's a really solid film. Uh, a little bit of a tearjerker, I, I will say, towards the end. I mean, it just depends. I mean, like, one thing that just makes it so good is the fact that it's, 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 a, it's a movie about family that also includes baseball, I think. That's, that's the way I see the movie as. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the movie later on. First, let's look at the, uh, let's look at the lineups for this one. Drew Smiley's going to be on the mound for the Cubs. I didn't know he was on the Cubs, and I didn't know he was still in the league. I'm not going to lie. He'll be going up against Reds look, rookie sensation Nick Lodolo. Uh, looking at the lineups, Madrigal, Wilson Contreras, Patrick Wisdom, Suzuki, Horner, Hap, Velasquez, E.J. Higgins, and C. Morrill is the Cubs lineup for the Reds. It's India, Senzel, Farmer, Vado, Solano, Almora Jr., Aquino, Barrero, and Austin Rollmine. Uh, looking looking at this one, I mean, it, it it's definitely not what Fox thought it was going to be when they picked these teams last year. Yeah, not at all, but again, at least it's going to be a matchup between two teams that are around the same level, divisional rivals, of course, teams that have been longtime franchises in the major league. So, again, it can make all you need is just one good game between these two teams, and 
It's also a team that the Reds can beat as well, which is really exciting to have an opportunity for the Reds to win in a big moment like this. And in big games this year, we've seen the Reds come through. I mean, look at the game one when they went against the Atlanta Braves, the defending champions. They went on the road and stunned the Braves in that first game. And then another chance here on national TV uh, to make a little bit of a statement and showcase what the Reds are all about. They have looked really good on uh, – they have looked very, very good – on national television, e even the regional television televised games, they played against the Brewers on Saturday on Fox, and they won the game. They've looked good against an, in front of a national audience. So we'll have to see what happens. But I, I know when Fo well when Fox chose to have this these two teams. I mean, especially the Reds. The Reds were an up and coming young team last year, and that's when they decided it. They were in the middle of a playoff race with. Ewahinio Suarez, Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos. Winker and Castellanos obviously went to the All-Star game last year. And so it looked like a team with a lot of upside, and then they just died. Uh, so I, I, I got to be honest. I mean, like, that, it's a little frustrating. I, I can see it from the TV executive side. Is Last year, you had a really important game. That, that was a game for playoff positioning last year between te two teams with a ton of stars on their team. This year, who's the star, who's the star players on, on, their, on these teams? Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, Jonathan India, Joey Votto. I mean, that's all you got. And albeit India and Happ and Contreras is very good. And Votto has that prestige, I think, still a little bit. You know, it, it's, not, it's not the same as having a marquee playoff worthy game with Aaron Judge, Tim Anderson, all these huge names that you had in last year's game. And, and that's got to be rough to swallow for TV. I'm interested to see what the ratings are because, well, last year's was an event. And it was incredible. And, but nonetheless, you got to, you have to be able to re can you redo that success? Is that just going to be a one-time thing? They obviously hope not, but it's looking like it was. And, I mean, that's what I was sitting there thinking last year. Like, it's great for a one-time thing, but I don't know if it's something they can keep doing every year. Yeah, well, I'll say this. I think everybody will tune in for at least an inning here or an inning there just to see the spectacle of seeing a game played. We're having the cornfields in the background and just the entire just show of it is something that would be worth watching. I don't even care which two teams would be playing in that game. I would watch at least an inning or two just to see the spectacle of playing in that stadium and having the cornfields in the background. Or even, of course, last year, last year's game obviously ended with a Tim Anderson walk-off home run. And going into the cornfields, it just felt like an iconic end-of-a-movie type of moment for that really competitive game. So, again, as long as the game is competitive, I think this could have a chance to have some pretty great ratings, at least have some of the better ratings that baseball has seen this season. And, again, this is a really great job with their marketing to have this Field of Dreams game. The inaugural season was super successful, and I'm hoping that they're able to repeat that success. And we'll see if the Reds and the Cubs, that matchup, will hurt the ratings, but I think it'll be okay. That's my prediction. Well, my, my thing is, though, how long are you going to keep the spectacle? Like, obviously, the spectacle last year was incredible, but you can't... Like, part of the spectacle was, and I was watching this on YouTube this afternoon, uh, 
part of the spectacle was since you had the White Sox, the team that was in the movie, um, and was very connected to it. When the players exited out on the corn with Kevin Costner, like it gave you chills. But, but here's the thing. That's not something you can repeat. It's not really something that you can really repeat that easily without it just going, oh, it's the same thing. Like, that that's a one-time thing. And there's a lot of things with that to where it, it, it just, the game itself, like, it, it's cool for the state of Iowa, and it, it's cool for a lot of things. But I I, I don't know. It, it just, the... the I feel like it's just going to be that it's eventually going to die down, the spectacle of it. Well, I disagree, Carl. And I think um, my reason for disagreeing is the fact that a lot of players are starting to really come out and tell their story about, hey, watching the Field of Dreams with their father, potentially. And one of those players is Joey Votto. Joey Votto, here's a couple of things that he's tweeted earlier today as uh, my father passed away 14 years ago so it is impossible for me not to feel an emotional connection to the moment where Ray asks his father for a catch one more moment together getting the opportunity to play a game at the mythical field that sowed the seeds of hope for a major league baseball career is a significant moment for me couple that with the father-son connection and this game is an exceptional moment in my life and again the 38 year old Joey Votto He's had a long career, lots of success, lots of ups and downs, but mostly ups. Uh, to be able to have this as one of his highlight moments, I think it means so much just for the players. Also, think about the fans as well. This yeah. is something that one of the few times this year that Reds fans really can have a great opportunity to go somewhere and have some sort of combination where they can be there at the Field of Dreams. That's something that's another incentive to go out there and go support the Reds because, again, yeah. it's really hard to get people out to Great American Ballpark right now with the way the team is playing. Uh, and the ownership is. I, and I will say, I will agree with you, like, the father-son dynamic, uh, I mean, that, that got me, like, I watched the movie this afternoon, like I said. And if, if I would if I would have came before, like, if I didn't watch the movie before I came in here, I, I would probably be fighting harder that, look, like, why are we why are we doing this again? Like, it worked last year. It was awesome. But I feel like we're, we, we're at the risk of oversaturating it. But part of it is just, you know, bringing back the... Uh, it's just bringing back the need necessity of this stuff, you know. Just bringing back the, just bringing back the simplicity of the game, back when it was just like you know, tossing around in the sandlot and stuff. Like back when baseball was all like pretty much all this country had. Uh, and so I, I in the father son dynamic. Like after I watched the movie, I called my dad and I went, hey. I watched Feel the Dreams the next time the next time the next time I'm around or next time you come down to Athens, we're playing a game of catch. <laughs> but I mean it is it, it's just I don't know how long you can keep this around. Like I I love it and I, I do enjoy it and I, I, I get the impact that it has. And it, it's a great impact for the players, but for the fans. It's going to be the same impact we saw last year, and, and and that's and that's where it's like you know what are you going to do with that because you don't think it's special for like to have your team that you root for that you cheer for for a long time have a chance to be in that game. I mean, yes, but let's also remember there's 26 other teams out there that haven't. You know, say for example the Guardians fans out there 
or the Pirates fans. You know, they're just going to be sitting there and it's going like, oh, it's just another baseball game in the cornfield. Like, it's cool, but it's not going to be as cool as what it was last year. Yeah, but is it better than having the game just played at Great American Ballpark today? Yeah, I think I, so, I, I, especially well, if they're going to have a couple of the rest of the games in the series will be at Great American Ballpark. I, so why I, not switch it up for now? I, I would agree with that. I, I, I do agree with that, but I just I don't know how long. I know I know because of construction, they're not having it again next year. And I kind of question uh, how much they're going to have it in the future. Because, uh, I mean, like you said, last year's game was right out of a Hollywood script. I think literally, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But I just, I, I don't know how you really feasibly follow that up without it kind of falling flat. And I feel like that's what it's going to be tonight. Because I, I, I will say this about this game. And I remember sitting there. When Judge hit the home run, and then in last year's game, when Judge uh, no, it wasn't Judge, it was Stanton, wasn't it? Yeah, recall it was. Let's see, yes, it was Stanton. It was Stanton. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was Judge or Stanton, but I remember him hitting that home run, and then we go to the bottom of the inning. They get a walk, the first batter, I think, and I'm just sitting there like he's gonna walk it off. Like it, it, it this is. They hit the home run, and it was a heck of a moment. Like, hey, don't get me wrong. It was an incredible moment, and it's one of, one of the highlights of baseball in the 21st century, I think, was that walk-off home run by Tim Anderson. But that doesn't keep it from the fact that that was so scripted. I, it, was, it, was, it was so, it was just, it was just, you know, it was forced. I mean, Honestly, it, if it was as forced, scripted but. as you think it was, they would have put the, they would have let the Yankees win that game if they really no, wanted it to be that scripted. No, they wanted the walk off. They wanted the walk off, and I, I mean, it was. I, I get, I, I and it, it got people talking about baseball. People talked about baseball for the next few weeks, and it, it was an incredible moment. But again, like, uh, yeah, you didn't. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It just, to me, it's always going to sit there and go like, yeah, it's an incredible moment, but it just felt so scripted. Um, also, we saw a bevy of home runs, too. It's just really exciting. Uh, if you count well, them up, there was a whole bunch. It just seemed like every inning or every couple of innings, you'll see home runs if there was going to be any score in place. Oh, it, well, you know, they probably got out the juice balls for those. And <laughs> even then, I mean, you have the humidity in Iowa, too. I mean, especially living, I lived in a cornfield for a lot of my life. Or ish, and yeah, the cornfield it's a little bit more humid, and with that, I mean the ball just carries a lot more when you're around the corn, so it's it's not that surprising the ball carried a ton with that. But yeah, eight uh, homers, eight homers in that game, and here I'm kind of thinking that, for example, Carl, what if you were to make a field out there in the cornfields at Edgerton? You think you'd get the Cincinnati Reds to come up there and play a game? Not a chance. Not <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, it would be there is there is a there is a ball field up in I believe Pioneer that they have a field like that. Uh, if you look it up, I I've heard bits and pieces about it. Uh, I've never been up there myself, but uh, I'm gonna look it up here. But I've heard I've heard it's pretty cool, and I mean it, it's stuff that. Uh, 42 Field is what it's called. 42 Field is what it's called. Up in Pioneer, Ohio, that's in the very northwest corner up where I'm from. And uh, I'm pulling up their Facebook page here. But it, it's basically, 
I mean, it, it's just a baseball field. It, it's just a backyard baseball field uh, for kids that enjoy America's pastime. It, it, it's got it's got corn in the outfield and everything. It, it is. It, it's just one of those beautiful fields, and it's something that you know. If you if you're up in Northwest Ohio, go and do it. They have pickup games up there all the time, and it it's something that is just pretty cool. Uh, so they, they, there is kind of one up there, but I, I don't think they're ever going to be up there and actually play a major league game up there. It's probably not up to that snuff. But anyways, when we come back here on the sports fan, we're going to keep on the field of dreams and we're going to talk about our favorite baseball movies, albeit we do have a little bit of gaps in the movies that we have or have not watched, but We'll talk about the movies we have watched and the ones we like the most here when we come back. It's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 530 on 970 97.1 FM WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of RJFS. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting here on WATH. I'm Carl Blaylock. Cedric Granger is over my shoulder. Tonight's the Field of Dreams game. We're going right up till the joint time on the Reds radio network. That'll be at 6.45. And so we got about 10, 15 minutes or so here in this segment to talk about baseball movies. And uh, obviously, Field of Dreams is the one that everyone's talking about. Because, you know, obviously the Field of Dreams game tonight. I watched it for the first time today. And I got to say, it's a solid movie. I, I don't really, I mean, it, it's, a, it's got baseball in it. I don't consider it a baseball movie. Uh, I, it just, like, it, it's, I do enjoy the movie. The movie, it's a great movie. It is one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite movie with baseball in it. But I, I, I don't consider it a baseball movie. Because I feel like the theme of the movie is family. And that's what it's about. It's just baseball is just the way that the people in it connect. So it's somewhat of a baseball movie. Like, if, if we're considering my top, if we're going to go top three baseball movies, um, I'm going to have to go with The Natural is number one. Uh, and I'm not sure who all has watched The Natural, but it is, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Robert Redford, uh, he plays a, he plays a up-and-coming ball player. He makes it to the city, about to make his big league debut, and he gets shot by this woman by a silver bullet. She keeps, um, 
she kept meeting up with these athletes and shooting up with the silver bullet. Uh, she shoots him, then jumps out the window. Uh, he survives, but his playing career is pretty much over. But he, he still, he still tries. He comes back like 20 years later and plays. Uh, and it, 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 you have to watch it to get the full effect. Uh, Randy Newman does a score, and the score is incredible. And I'm not sure. You, you've probably heard it once in a while. Some ballparks play it. Uh, for walk-up songs, probably that would probably be my walk-up song. If I if I played baseball, that'd be my walk-up song, the natural, the natural theme. But the the last the last scene of that movie is just it's incredible, and I to me uh, it just it can't be topped. Now number two, I'd say the Field of Dreams because it it is like again it is the best movie that has baseball in it. I don't fully consider it a baseball movie though because I, I feel like the theme about it is more family and it's just baseball on the side so baseball is the how they get it to that point but I, I, I think it's more about family than baseball uh, and then third I, I'd have to go major league mostly because I haven't watched 42 all the way through I've watched I'd say about 60-70% of it uh, just from seeing it on TV, but I've never been able to completely make it all the way through the film. Uh, but I, for the bits and pieces I've watched, I've loved it. It is a great, it's a great film, but I haven't watched it all the way, so that's why I'm not putting it in number three. Uh, Seti, what do you think your top three is? All right, so um, I went on a big baseball movie kick over the last year and a half. I'm a much newer baseball fan, only started watching in 2020, 2021. Uh, but I really fell in love with the sport, got to do some broadcasting for baseball over the past summer, and uh, definitely have found some really great movies. First one, of course, it's going to be 42. I absolutely love the Jackie Robinson story. And Sadly, nowadays, baseball is a sport where a lot of African-American kids are now growing up and you're not seeing a lot of baseball players as much anymore. It seems like a lot of people, um, it's either football, basketball, track, or one of those three orders. You don't really see a lot of people playing a baseball as much anymore, and that's something where you just don't see it. Sometimes it's considered a white-only sport or a white sport, predominantly white sport. Yeah, I mean... Thinking, thinking about it, Tim Anderson's about the only African-American baseball star I can really think of at, off the top of my head. Exactly. And it's, again, that's something where a lot of people growing up, you just don't really know or don't really see. But there's a lot of people in our history, a lot of great players in our history of African-American players that have done well. Of course, Jackie Robinson. Satchel Paige. Satchel Paige. Willie Mays. Just go through the list. you got so many. And, uh, again, oh, Kevin Mitchell, my... Uh, Uncle Kevin Mitchell, yeah, who uh, made the barehanded catch for the San Francisco Giants, also played for the Cincinnati Reds. Huh. Uh, so he is married to my aunt. So that's a fun fact there. But I absolutely love 42. It's a great depiction of the racism that he had to deal with, what he had to overcome, and then also just the general swag of just being a great ball player. And you could see it in the little interactions where he would be on the base pass, threatening to steal a base. And how he would almost play mind games with the pitchers. It was just fantastic to see that. And then how all the black community really surrounded him and was able to, like, go out to the ballparks now to be able to go out there to support Jackie, including the young men in the community. Like, you got your 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds going up to him, and that just always makes me smile. I mean, and the acting in that film was absolutely incredible. You had the late Chad McBoseman 
playing Jackie Robinson. He was incredible. Uh, Harrison Ford actually played Branch Rickey. I did not remember that. I remember Lucas Black as Pee Wee Reese. And that, he always stood out to me as well. Uh, Pee Wee Reese in general and just uh, Lucas Black's, uh, Lucas Black's uh, portrayal of him as well. Bo both of those were just incredible. It was, it, it, it's really great acting in a great film. It sure is. And then another one that I absolutely love, Moneyball. So the Oakland Athletics, the A's up there around the Bay Area. My dad grew up in the Bay Area, um, used to flying into Oakland. And it's really a sad spectacle now whenever we go past the area where the Oakland A's play and where the Raiders used to play. And it's a very sad spot, but it wasn't always that way. And seeing a movie where the A's were really in their heyday and the process that they went through it with analytics, it was just wonderful to be able to see that. So that one is, when you talk about specifically baseball movies, and it's all about baseball. Moneyball is purely about baseball. Oh yeah, and and that and that, I mean, you're starting to see memes coming back with it, uh, where you know, with one of the scenes where they have Jonah Hill's character. I I think Jonah Hill was in that, right? That was Jonah Hill. Yes, Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah was in Hill. That. So they have Jonah Hill's character going like, "All right, Billy, this is, for example, Aristides Aquino. He absolutely mashes, but he can't hit a curveball." That, that sort type of things, like uh, if those memes, I think. In Moneyball, it's another one that I have not gotten around to watching, but it's another movie that I think would be a very interesting watch to do, and it's probably, it's probably another one of those great based-on-real-life baseball movies and sports movies in general that you just got to watch. It is, and then one that's uh, pretty underrated, but one that I absolutely love, it's called A League of Their Own. And uh, this was the time when during the wars were going on and all the men had to go out to war. Uh, they wanted to try to keep some sort of baseball going to the Americans that were left in the mainland while a lot of uh, people were at war. And they had a lot of women go out there and really give it their best shot to be able to create a cohesive league. And it was something that I really loved. I actually watched it on an airplane. So shout out to uh, Air Canada for having great movie selections and I really enjoyed watching that one and again they have a spot in the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, that you could be able to visit and again just being able to see that type of movie I love when you have a ragtag team full of great personalities also some emotional moments as well too uh, one of the players she had her husband die in the war which is very sad and then, of course, the uh, little sister of the main character uh, she ended up switching teams and got traded to a rival team and then it ended up being uh the younger sister that seemed to be in the older sister's shadow um she was doing a good job she was pitching against her older sister at the end of the movie and it was just wonderful to see that showdown and the love and respect that they have for each other so those are some of my favorites there's a lot of other great ones as well too uh, but just wanted to bring to light a couple of other ones especially some uh, more niche favorites yeah uh, one one of uh, this one is a really niche favorite uh, of mine personally, and it's it's one of the stranger movies. Have you ever heard of the Naked Gun, Cedric? I have not heard of the Naked Gun, Carl. It is a parody. It's one of those spoof movies. It's got Leslie Nielsen. O.J. Simpson is also in it. <laughs> oh my goodness! It is. Uh, he plays, ironically, a detective. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he play he plays a detective. Uh, obviously, this came out before 1994, uh, but. Uh, it's Leslie Nielsen and O.J. Simpson, and the climax of the movie 
is the Queen of England is at a California Angels game. And Reggie Jackson is on the field. And basically, the plot of the movie is there's a bad guy trying to kill the Queen of England. And the Queen of England's at a baseball game, and that's where the climax happens. And if you have time, just look through. The entirety of the final act is just incredible. There's quite a few, uh, there's quite a few uh, notable moments, quite a few moments that you still see referenced now, like uh, nothing to see here as the fireworks are exploding in the background. <laughs> that, that's where that gift came from. Uh, but basically what happens during the film is uh, the main character... Uh, Frank Drebin, he comes out, he, he's trying to figure out how to get onto the field, and he ends up being the guy and ending up singing the national anthem. He gives about as good of a rendition as Fergie did at that one all-star <laughs> game. You can, you, we'll, we'll watch it later on, Seti. We'll pull it up after the show or in the commercial break so you can just watch it. It is an absolute train wreck. It seems quite glorious. If you ask me. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's quite interesting. So if you had to take a national anthem, would you rather take that or would you rather take Fergie's? That's a tough one. I've, I've asked myself that question before. Uh, <laughs> no I, watched, I watched it the other day, and it just, it, it, yeah, I was just sitting there going, like, I don't know. I don't know which one I would rather take. But... Then he ends up on the field as an umpire. And <laughs> better or worse than Angel Hernandez? That's the question now. <laughs> uh, more flamboyant than Angel Hernandez. Uh, I will say, like, uh, one, of the, one of the running gags, they have uh, Randy Newman also does the music for that one. And Randy Newman sings a song as they go through a montage of him umpiring. And he, like, continues. Like, you, you see, you've seen the one, you've seen the video of the guy who... Uh, his uh, strikeout call where he, like, goes strike, and then he, like, runs all around and starts doing the worm before going strike three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's basically what he did. <laughs> that's basically what he did. And then uh, the whole, uh, yeah, I'll, you know, if you haven't watched the movie yet, I'm not, the, the, the plot is not the reason why you should watch the movie. You should watch the movie because of the comedy. Uh, so I'm going to spoil it, so... Oh no! If you haven't watched the Naked Gun, better warning. Well, mo well, most people who have already, most people who enjoy this film or have heard of this film, have already watched it. And the people who haven't watched it, you know, they haven't watched it before. This is probably the first time they're ever hearing of it. Um, so basically, Reggie Jackson tries to kill the Queen, but it happens at the seventh inning stretch. And so you can look this up on YouTube. Basically, Drebin throws, like, tries to keep it from being out. And so he throws a bunch of baseballs up in the air, and he starts having a rundown in between umpires, and it is, they start bumping chests, and it, it is incredible. And it's on MLB Network sometimes, that movie is, uh, especially during the offseason. So if you find it on TV, give it a watch. It's a... It's a very good film to watch. I I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm probably going to find... I think it's on Showtime. Maybe I'll watch that tonight if I can't sleep after the game. There we shall see. Anyways, when we come back, we'll have our surefire hot picks of the night. And I forgot to give you the trivia question. 
trivia. Oh, dear. I forgot to give the trivia question. Now, didn't I? All righty. So here is the trivia question. If anybody knows it, call in. The number is 740-592-6646 and try to answer this trivia question. Bum, bum, bum. Who wrote the 1982 novel Shoeless Joe that the film Field of Dreams was based on? We'll see if anyone answers it, and if not, Seti, we'll see if you can have a stab when we come back here. You're listening to The Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Athens County cares about you. I'm Micah. Join me Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 on Classic Hits 970 AM and 971 FM WATH for discussions about essential information for seniors, such as nutrition, caregiving, mental health, Medicare, and all other relevant topics for seniors in Athens County and the surrounding areas. Athens County Cares, a project of United Seniors of Athens County, Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 a.m. on WATH. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though, what's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy. He's less stressed. And he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house. He's getting some exercise. And he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Ohio high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. It's the sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. I have to go real quick here. Four minutes from now, you'll be listening to the Reds Radio Network as they have the pregame for the Field of Dreams game. But up until then, we have our trivia question and our surefire hot picks. So, uh, Seti, what is? Do you know? Have any clue? Any guesses? Who wrote the 1982 novel Shoeless Joe that the film Field of Dreams was based on? No, I'm completely stumped. Especially with it being based off a book, you got 1980s as well too. So, yeah, that's a tricky one. I'm actually curious. Did you have any idea who wrote this before you found this trivia question? Nope. I, I knew. I, I remember the Field of Dreams was based off of a book, and maybe I should. Maybe that was that would have been the easier question to do. But nonetheless. Uh, it's it's written by W.P. Kinsella. Same Kinsella? Or in Kinsella. Kinsella. My goodness. Kinsella. Same Kinsella as in the movie. Ray and his family. So 
that I find interesting. Another thing that I find also interesting in the book is obviously one of, one of the best characters in the movie is James Earl Jones. Uh, oh gosh, I blanked on his name. Uh, I blanked on uh, James Earl Jones' character's name, but James Earl Jones is James Earl just. James Earl Jones in general. He's just got such a great voice, and he's such a good actor, and that's just the way that it is. Um, but his character in the movie, in the book, it was actually J.D. Salinger. Gotcha. Oh, it's Terrence. Terrence, yes, that's it. Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. But in, in the, uh, yeah, no, in the book, it was J.D. Salinger. So... That, that's an interesting tidbit I did not know. Uh, all right, now to our trivia, or not to our trivia. How about our surefire hot picks of the night? Seti, how about you go first? Yeah, I'm sticking with the Camden Crazy Birds from the Baltimore Orioles. I'm 1-0 with them on the season, predicting the over-under. Uh, this time I'm going to go the money line. The Baltimore Orioles are playing against the Boston Red Sox, two teams that are going in different directions. And I think the Orioles are going to continue their hot streak. I'm taking them plus 100. I... You know what? I'm going Reds. I'm, I'm going to go with the hometown team. I think that the Reds get it done tonight on the national stage. We talked about it earlier. They've had success on the national stage. I think they continue that success on the national stage. I think they win tonight against the Chicago Cubs. What do you think about the uniforms, by the way, for this game? It is. I always love the classic uniform. It just again, it's something cool to be able to throw it back to prior eras, past eras, and really pay homage to those older times of baseball, simpler times where it was really what America was all about, and it was the number one sport in America. Now it's switched over to the NFL, but still, there's always going to be a soft spot in American history for the sport of baseball, and it's a sport that still has a lot of upward mobility to potentially get back to its heights again one day. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Personally, for me, I'm disappointed they didn't do the sleeveless gray uniforms they had for the 1950s that Derek Dietrich wore. <laughs> those, those were incredible. Anyways, that'll wrap up today's sports fan here, presented by JNK Contracting. Hope you join us tomorrow. Me and Michael Roth will join me, and we'll talk all things sports here on the Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting.